0: On a scale of 1 to 10, how ready would you say you are? At least 4. At least <laughs> a 4. But more likely 10.
1: Okay, <laughs> I am actually ready now.
2: Yay! Yay! Yay. Yay.
1: Let's play the music.
3: Uh, Claire, you picked our film for us this week.
0: I did. I chose Awakenings from nineteen ninety. Ninety-one, something like that.
3: Ninety, yeah. Um, Why'd you pick it?
0: Uh, someone on Reddit asked about uh, serious roles that Robin Williams had played.
2: Mm. And
0: yeah. someone mentioned this one. And so I hadn't heard of it. And I looked it up and I thought that might be interesting to watch. And I have read a book by Oliver Sacks, which I quite liked back in the days. Okay, um and so yeah, I was interested to see what the film would be like and what you guys thought of it. That's nice. So what did you think of it?
4: I liked it. And afterwards I also read a little bit about um Oliver Sacks and I thought his life was interesting too. So yes, yeah, uh, overall net positive.
0: Net positive <laughs> <laughs>
3: I really liked it. I thought it was a yeah superb film, really nicely done um, and telling a, a really amazing story. Um, and there were so many things they could have done badly that they didn't. They didn't fall into any of the traps that maybe this kind of film presents. Uh, and yeah, really nailed it.
1: Okay, Lauren, I really liked the first half and then it all went downhill.
4: <laughs>
2: so it's oh. a
1: net negative for me. Whoa. Yeah.
4: Interesting. (laughs) And Claire?
0: Uh, I thought it was all right.
3: Yeah, just all right, all the way through.
0: Yeah, a net (laughs) neutral.
3: Okay. What a range.
0: What a lovely range.
3: Uh, Where should we start with, then, to pick that apart? Um, (laughs) Mm. I I, I immediately want to know what, what Laura didn't like, but maybe we should talk about what was good first.
1: Well, I suppose if I say what I didn't like, then you can bat it with something positive, rather than me trying. I won't try and destroy your happy argument. Okay. If I go first, (laughs) yeah, sure. If you go first, it'll sour the mood because I'll be like, no.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll lower the bar and then we'll bring it up.
1: Is that all right? Yeah, great. Okay, so I I did like it. First of all, I I like. I did actually enjoy watching it, and I spent most of it just weeping out of emotion because it really did. It was
3: a very emotional film. Like
1: it did. Even the end, I was just in floods of tears. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So obviously it worked. It did its job well. I just think that they, I I really didn't like the way that they went with the, with with the narrative. I just thought it was problematic. Oh.
2: Um,
1: I think, I mean, it's from the nineties, so I can forgive it a bit because the, you know, but still, so, films I feel a lot of films use disabled people as a kind of benchmark for how non-disabled people should be grateful for what they have which I feel is awful and it's a bit mm-hmm. eugenicist to be like oh. you know why don't we you know it's all about life and we should learn to love life because look what could happen we could be catatonic or we could be you know Heavily disabled, like these people, and don't they have no quality, etc., like, yeah. etc.? Cetera, et cetera. So I felt like that was the narrative it produced.
3: That was exactly the narrative it produced. Yeah.
1: But, yes, they, they explicitly said that, actually, didn't they? Yeah,
3: so. it couldn't have been more clear with that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which I just don't think is is right, and I just think it okay. ends up being like it ends up being very normative, where you're like being disabled is the worst thing you could possibly be, and look, aren't they joyful now that they're more like normal people? And just the okay. the miraculous cure that made them all finally, you know, be able to speak and dance and do everything was just very old fashioned and very not aware of disability activism, and yeah, it it just produces a very normative view of ability and disability. Sure, that's what I that's what made me very uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Thoughts.
4: I'm also not very aware of disability activism. So what would the activist say?
1: Um I think just I mean it's first of all, I suppose you've I mean, again, it was the nineties. But you have a very a non-disabled person writing the script, directing, etc. So you know, it's it's coming from that angle where it's a very abled person's view of disability um so i'm not very articulate but 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 just kind of what i said like you you need to be it's not inclusive is it it's saying that the best the most optimal way of living and being is to be a, a crazy, very normative view of what happiness and value and worth is i think but again i just i feel it ends up being a bit eugenicist because it's like well there's a cure, we've cured your disability. Oh, isn't it tragic that actually we Hmm. didn't? Um,
2: Okay. You know,
1: I feel like, let's think if it was a different disability. Let's say it was Down syndrome or something, that suddenly they produced a cure for Down syndrome. Like, that would be a totally unacceptable film. Right. Wouldn't it? Because you'd be like, well, you're just being... No, that's, that's totally devaluing the experiences and lives of people with Down syndrome.
3: Okay, think,
1: By saying that it's something that needs to be cured, it's something that we need to overcome. And like, don't we just feel it's trying to stir pity in me for these mm. people. And I feel like that's just an awkward power dynamic and imbalance where again, it's this thing with like empathy of where does it actually come from? It's patronizing. It's It's just pity. Yeah, which is not how what disability activism is trying to campaign against, and say, "Well, just why don't you just treat us as human beings?" But then, on the other hand, yeah. this film, I feel like it took it to such an extreme that you could not think that, so you couldn't think, "Oh, life was you know fine for them or anything like that." But mm. so it's difficult. Um,
3: okay, yeah, so I I think I see the core of of what you're saying, mm. um, but I'm not sure it applies to this case. Mm. It, if it had been like, um, I don't know, yeah, people people who are hard of hearing or something, and it, you know, pe- people who are deaf. There is a deaf community. Many of them are happy being deaf, mm-hmm. and they're just as valid in their lives as as non-deaf people. But I mean, that this film was about people who who were essentially comatose, <laughs> yeah, P- people who who didn't understand where they were but it, it, in many cases seem to have no even knowledge of time passing. They, yeah. Th- this was not something that you'd be like, well, that's just another way that you could live your life. It, that that surely is worse, and surely being what we might call normal is better than that. Th- this isn't one of these things where it's just a different kind of life, and we should respect it. Uh,
1: no, I know. That's the difficult thing. It's, it's our eternal argument, isn't it? It's about whether... <laughs>
3: can we apply this to everything apply, else?
1: I'm not trying to apply it to everything else, but I think it fits within a trope of how, of disability films and narratives. Okay. It's feeding into a wider way of how we see disability and things like that. But I'm, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would so, like to just enjoy it because it was a good film.
3: Yeah, You okay. know,
1: I just so wonder if... If, if
3: you were to put that aside, then, mm. would this be a good film? Oh,
1: yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay.
3: Um, but it's just that, that one concern of, of like, yeah, problematic views <laughs> of disability. Yes. Yeah, okay.
1: And to be um, fair, also, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a... I didn't like that there was a miracle cure. So I just didn't yeah. like that aspect of the film, aside um, from any problems <laughs> with it.
3: Sure, I mean there was a miracle cure, though, right?
1: Oh, there was, yeah. But I didn't. This I thought really that happened. Was... Oh, was there? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a
3: real thing that happened. What? Didn't you see yeah. the bit at the end? It said. <laughs> Did you think that was made up? It, I it thought it was like... all made
0: up. <laughs> no, it's <a> true story. <laughs> it,
3: it said at the end this this. Man, then tried various other cures <gasps> yeah, over the gonna... following decades and he still works in the hospital. That would have been that a was really one weird of my thing. Points. To... I
1: was like, I hate when yeah. fictional films give us fake <laughs> text.
3: <laughs> and the mother plays for the New York Yankees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, this was this was real. This really happened. Oh. I looked this up after. I, I, I assumed it must be real fairly early on because of the way, the, the kind of story it was. Oh, okay. It,
1: Oh, that makes I mean, it, it does better
4: say then. It was based on a true story right at the beginning as well. Oh, I
1: missed that. Oh, I see.
4: Right. Um, yeah, so uh, Claire,
3: it sounds like you knew a bit more about this case. Could you tell us about the history?
0: Not much more than what was in the film. <laughs>
3: yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: They discovered Europa, Um they thought could try it. It does wake people up from a comatose state but only temporarily and I think the consensus is that that's unethical a bit cruel to people Um,
4: Wait, what was unethical?
0: um, So giving people that little bit of Hope or whatever, so like waking them up and them not knowing when they're going to just fade out again.
3: Yeah. Oh, is that your conclusion?
0: Um, that's oh. why, why I guess they don't do it all the time. Um, because why would you not do that all the time?
3: Well, because they can only find that the drug only works for a little while, right.
0: Yeah,
3: exactly. So they they did it as much as they could, right? Yeah, but they
0: don't anymore.
3: D- do they not? No. Oh, you're telling me there are people in that state who who are sort of yeah stay frozen and unaware of what's going on, and there's a drug that could could like wake them up for weeks or months, and, and it's not used because it's seen as too cruel
0: I don't think it lasts for weeks or months no um, oh,
3: my impression was in in the film there that that was going on for some time
0: yeah I feel like it was exaggerated oh, to, to make a film rather than just having something that lasted like two days I don't oh, know right I suppose
3: don't... it was as in the film do, mm. is that is it unethical to Let's dive straight into the big questions. <laughs> it, it, is it unethical if it is, as in the film, to bring someone back for a couple of weeks, a month? Oh, let no. them meet people, do stuff, Plato's knowing cave, that they it? may not stay recu- may not stay permanently.
0: Aww.
1: I guess this is. I ask
3: because it wouldn't even have occurred to me that that would be unethical. I, my point of view was, it's it's a terrible shame that it doesn't last
4: longer, but they did what they could. I guess I'm with Michael. Then maybe it's better to have at least some moments of hmm, clarity, um, yeah. of awareness. Um, yeah than have zero moments of awareness
0: yeah i don't know maybe it's just that specific form of comatose maybe because it's encephalitis that's caused it maybe it only works in that specific case and i think that's quite rare except in like outbreaks
3: yeah um, so I did a little reading about this as well, and that this was there was one major epidemic of this that hit people between sort of nineteen ten and nineteen twenty four, and there has never been another epidemic of it. There've been very few isolated cases. Um so it, it kind of did only apply to this one generation of patients.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, I just assume there must be an ethical reason they don't do it, but I suppose if it's if it it doesn't. Work for yeah. if it only works in that specific case, then that'll be why they don't do it.
4: Yeah. So that is scary um, that something can cause that um, condition. Um, what specifically caused it? Was it COVID? Um, <laughs>
0: Seventeen. So.
3: It, it's closer to that than than you might think, right? It was a an epidemic of, of some, yeah, I don't know much about encephalitis, but it's a an illness that makes you very ill for a little while and, and it caused many people to die. And it was only some years after that epidemic had come and gone that they realised there was this um, enduring, something like what they call long COVID now, some sort of not very well understood symptoms that persist many years later and can cause complications later in life. Um, I think that was, that was what was going on here. These were all people that had survived the the illness.
4: Um, Wow. That's so both interesting and scary. Um, Yeah. Uh, It's
3: not a, not a nice thought. So I think the idea is (laughs) if there is something like COVID, some, some new disease, We just don't know what might happen in a few years' time. Uh, It's a yeah, it's a scary sort of thing.
2: I think Hmm. this is quite a
3: rare side effect of it, though. It's this is only a (laughs) tiny fraction (laughs) of people who got it. Oh, but the rest died. (laughs) Many died. Many survived and were healthy for the rest of their lives or whatever. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Now that I know it's based on a real story, I kind of take back what I said. Okay. So that doesn't really apply. I mean, it kind of, I guess so, it kind of applies, but the, they still narratively shaped it around like appreciating what you have Well, which is still I, yeah. mean, I, can't, I don't know. I don't know.
3: Yeah. They, they were essentially me my
1: opinion They were close on to things. dead,
3: weren't they? Um.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
3: I can see what you mean, though, Laura. It's, it's like we've said before. Um you choose what to tell stories about, yeah. um and if you're making stuff up, then there's a bit of a question of well, why would you make up something like that yeah. um who who would invent this story uh and the the response to it might be Erasmus. well, yeah, but yeah. not all ill not all disabilities are like that, and you've made some ridiculous straw man of a disability yeah. that you would have to have this point of view on mm-hmm. um. But I guess the, the amazing thing is that uh, is that, it, that illness really does exist and really was like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, good film then.
3: Excellent. <laughs> oh, so we've, we've negotiated Laura up to Greg Film. Um, Claire, maybe you could. <laughs> we could, yeah, we you can. can.
1: <laughs> maybe you could change t- your mind. Tell people
3: they're wrong. Everybody who doesn't like it, we can yeah. argue with their opinion. Why don't you tell try them that they do like having it. Having
1: the right opinion. Hmm?
3: Yeah. What's wrong with you, Claire?
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. So uh, Yeah, I just thought it was alright. I thought it was very I don't know. On the nose? Is that the phrase you would use, Laura? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I found that a smooth. bit as well.
0: Subtlety. Mm. It was a bit we get an oh, researcher, he's going to want to do experiments. He's not going to be good with people. Oh, it turns out he's actually caring. He's just a bit awkward. I, uh, just, yeah. I don't know. I suppose it was just trying to tell a fictional, or a, not a fictional version, but a, an interpretation of a, a real story. And in that sense, it did a really good job, had likeable characters. Yep. But yeah, it was very it's just a bit meh.
3: <laughs> was it was it cheesy?
0: Pardon me. Cheesy. I wouldn't say cheesy.
2: Okay. It's saccharin. Saccharin. Been...
0: Saccharin. Yeah. Saccharin. yeah. yeah it's too more sweet than to be savoury. <laughs> well, no one would describe someone as too sweet to be wholesome. You know, like just trying to tell us a nice story I, but then yeah there was more to the, about appreciating about him appreciating his life and how he was changed by the experience like the doctor
3: yeah
0: um, yeah there was at least something to it um, I mm. don't really know what else to say um, nobody got stuff wrong very often it was just very clear that mm. the, the lead doctor made a guess, got it right. There was a, an antagonist who disagreed with him and he proved him wrong and he figured out how to get whatever her name was to walk to the window. Yeah. Was, there was never, oh, I wonder if this will work. I'll test it and then it doesn't. It's, you know mm. That's not how science works. <laughs> you have a million ideas about what's going to work and you test them and mm. none of them work until... The thing that you didn't try for two years because it would never work, you try that and then it works.
1: Well, he couldn't make the earthworm thing work.
4: Yep.
1: Earthworm
0: thing. He did try. Before, yes. Oh yeah, that was quite. That was a good little
3: summary of science. I like that. (laughs) 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 Okay, so. I think I, I get what you're saying, Claire, and I, I think I maybe rec- sort of spotted that as I was going through as well. There wasn't a lot of conflict, mm-hmm. and you really do need conflict to drive a good story. And I I was thinking about that a bit as I was going. I was thinking, I, I love this film. I'm really enjoying it. But y- you expect more of a, oh, and then there was another hurdle and another hurdle, and yeah. he finally got over it. Whereas this, it was a bit more sort of heat he had this amazing breakthrough after trying, you know, two or three things about a third of the way through the film or halfway through the film. Um, and that didn't quite fit the, um, that didn't fit the Hollywood formula. Mm. Mm. But I, I think I was thinking later and, and yeah, also everyone was so lovely and, Robin Williams was was a sweetheart, and they got the money they needed because yes. people want to do good.
1: Even and the nurses—they were a little bit grumpy at first, and then they all started oh, being amazing at their jobs.
3: They <laughs> did, didn't they? Yeah. And they gave the checks because they wanted <laughs> to pay for the medicine. Oh. And and I realised that <laughs> I think they maybe realised when they were making this film, <laughs> the storyline of this film is devastating
2: mm. and is
3: is just so sad and so emotional people are going to be in floods of tears i don't think we need to add any conflict to yeah. this if w- we could probably make this like as nice as possible we could make this a film where everyone's being great and it would still be a real tearjerker a really heartbreaking film um and they kind of did that.
0: Yeah, I
1: think it kind of worked. I think there was a there was certainly tension driving it. I don't know if it needed the conflict. Yeah. Because you were just full of dread after the symptoms started coming back.
4: Mm. Mm. I do think that there were some conflicts, um, but maybe just little conflicts. Like when he first wanted to put the patients on new uh, mm, treatment, yeah. but then they... Yeah. Uh, I suppose the director didn't want to and he just allowed one, but then as he got promising results, he was allowed to put everyone on the same treatment and then yeah. ultimately he does not overcome the problem because he doesn't find a cure and they you all know, go back to their um, mm, state of unawareness and we, well, I mean, I'm not sure if they finally found the cure, but I think that uh, they haven't found the solution to that problem, so maybe yeah, there is some conflict.
3: Hmm. Yeah, okay. Occurred to me as well that so Doctor Kaufman, who was yeah the the know it all busybody busy busybody doctor, who all of this was more than his job's worth, and he wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't let them have the drugs without you know just push back on everything it occurred to me that I guess that was a real guy. And, <laughs> and already this was like a bit of a character assassination. Like I wonder if he was actually yeah. that objectionable. Maybe they thought, you know, to, we could, because they could have stuck, you know, an extra 20 minutes of him arguing with Robin Williams and it would have played like a, a standard Hollywood film. Um, but maybe they figured they, they couldn't take that much of a liberty and just, turn this guy into a monster.
4: Uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: Did you recognise him?
4: No. Oh. Was it Poirot?
1: <laughs> that would be a twist.
4: <laughs> Who was it? It's the
1: dad from Home Alone.
3: Wow. I don't really remember the dad from Home Alone. Oh, he's, always,
1: he's famous for being the dad from Home Alone. Yeah.
3: Oh. It's John Hurd.
1: <laughs> yes. That's
3: a not his name. <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't have got that.
1: <laughs> Did you recognise um, Eleanor Costello? No. <gasps> you didn't recognise Eleanor?
3: No.
0: no. It's Marge Bloody Simpson. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't get that at all.
0: <laughs> well, I need to re-watch it now. Yeah.
3: God, yeah, there I need to listen to her voice, see if I can recognise it. She didn't do the really rough,
4: like growly <laughs> throat thing. With Kina Reeves also in the film.
1: Oh, somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I liked her.
1: She was she lovely. Was nice. She's a great character.
3: Oh, they kind of all were, weren't they? Didn't Robert De Niro play Leonard brilliantly? He did.
1: I didn't think that this was his best role.
4: And he was so young. Oh. What what was his best role?
1: Have you? Seen, I don't know if you've seen
0: Meet the, the Irishman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
0: Not meet the parents. Meet the fuckers. <laughs> meet
3: the fuckers.
0: <laughs> Not meet the parents, uh, no.
1: Someone's bringing me a parcel. Ah.
0: Uh, it's all right. I'm going to take. Ahead. No, I'm taking the laptop to the door.
3: <laughs> <laughs> ask solution. them if they
0: want to say hi. Ask if they've seen Awakenings. I will do.
3: Yeah, this could be the best guest appearance since that guy wanted to borrow that book. Oh,
1: sorry? Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you very much. You Have you seen much? Awakenings? You. Um, he said he hasn't uh,
3: seen Awakenings. I thought you were going to
4: ask him.
1: <laughs> Did you not catch me asking him? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Claire, what do you think of uh them saying, Let the chemists do all the harm?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you're a chemist, uh, Claire.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean we've really got no idea, have we? We just make stuff. We just see if we can make it and then and then tell people about it and they decide if it's useful or not. Hmm.
2: Um
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with the chemist on this one. <laughs> unsurprisingly.
4: <laughs> no. Let the what doctors your do thing that. The patients using the Ouija board to communicate. Oh, that was really interesting. Mm. Was there some symbolism behind it? Mm. Oh, Definitely. do you have your flute? I do have my flute. I'm going to play it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so symbols we saw. Yeah, what, what was the symbolism behind the use of Ouija boards then?
4: Maybe they were from... Maybe the reason they couldn't communicate with people from this dimension is because they were in the other dimension and they had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah
4: we
3: we saw the, the old researcher describe them as, as insubstantial as ghosts, didn't we?
0: Mm. Was wow. this a film about ghosts?
3: i don't i don't think it's meant to be about ghosts literally it's <laughs> well,
0: like that, the others you get to the end and you find out
3: oh <laughs> i'm gonna have to fucking float bleep this now as well
1: <laughs> this Ridiculous. is gonna be a five minute episode
3: <laughs> right so <laughs> that that this is actually a really good one i wasn't sure about this but yeah so that they're, they, the the people have been compared to ghosts, and you you can't really communicate with you know someone that's so distant from being you know someone who is even beyond being dead. Well,
1: you were about to say you can't um, communicate with ghosts, and then change your mind because you realise I'd argue with you.
3: <laughs> well, so this is exactly it. People think of ghosts as being dead, as uh, people that you can no longer communicate with, and Robin Williams's character. That was his outside-the-box thing. He he said, no, you can. Mm. He, I'm going to try it. You would you use a Ouija board to communicate with a ghost, even though everyone else, you know, many people would say that that's nonsense. Um, that was his way of communicating with them. And I thought, yeah, that was a nice touch. Perhaps it happened in real life, but mm. if it was a, a directorial decision, that was... Uh, as an interesting one, juxtaposes that that discussion of them as ghosts quite well.
0: So are you saying that since Laura believes we can communicate with ghosts, she's the Doctor Sayer of our group?
3: <laughs> it does sound like I'm saying that, doesn't it? Does, it? Yeah. That's not quite right. <laughs> yeah, no. So we have to see it definitely as a symbol, <laughs> as a symbolic thing, and not really an effective way of communicating with ghosts which don't exist and which you can't communicate with
1: you sound an awful lot like the dad from Home Alone <laughs>
3: <laughs> well all I can say is go to your room Kevin <laughs> I remember almost none of him from that film no,
0: that's his only line <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad. <much. laughs>
3: I remember the uncle going, "Look what you did, you little jerk!"
1: Oh, best line of the film, and uh, the <laughs> other kid going, "You're such a disease!" <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh dear, we're going to end up watching that for the Christmas special, aren't we? <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: uh, good one. Anyway, any other symbolism? A
1: symbolism. I was trying to think the way through. I was like, well, symbolism, symbolism, and then the panther came up, and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe the panther. But then they were pretty on the nose but that, so I'm not sure it counts as
0: symbolism. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was a pretty straight film overall, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: I, I get the impression it. that it was... Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know how much you know about Oliver Sacks. Nothing. He, he basically just writes these case studies of interesting mm. uh, mental health and psychology uh, cases.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: so the the book I read was Musicology, no, Musicophilia. Um and it was cases where people who were, who just couldn't communicate or were entirely unwell in different ways, connected with the world through music. Um, yeah. And it was just a load of examples of that. And presumably, Awakenings was his telling of this story. Um, so it is all very, it's very scientific, but sort of pop sci, um, written for non scientists, but mm. scientific case studies. Yeah, um, and I feel like the film was basically just axing out his book and so yeah, yeah okay. I, I don't know if it was so much a story with layers as I mean we can always find layers <laughs> it was a massive onion it was more like <laughs> a piece of garlic where it just had a big bulb that's
3: one layer around the outside, and then the rest of it's just in there, all in one go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
3: <laughs> what were we talking about again?
0: Symbolism. Whether there Symbolism. were symbols. Yeah. He was afraid of dogs.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. What was that? That was his his nervousness and being a bit cut off from the world, right?
0: Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, those weirdo research scientists. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I he was afraid of dogs.
1: He showed a bit of fear of the dog at the start who tried to get into his house.
0: Was that a freak, fear of the dog or just not wanting the dog to get into the house? He looked nervous. Okay.
3: Yeah, he wasn't happy with the dog being there, was he?
0: He made a lot of weird hand
1: movements. Mm. And I wonder if it was trying mm. to show his sim- simpatico... Is that a word? Mm. With, oh, With the, with the patient's...
3: Oh, in that the patients had these sort of tics with their hands as well. Yes, acting choice. Oh, did you say simpatico? I
1: did, I don't know why I said that.
3: Wow, this is the best one since chiaroscuro, (laughs) which I still try and use every time I get the chance.
1: I love chiaroscuro. Um, I don't think there was much chiaroscuro going on in this
0: film, though. (laughs) No, not
3: in this one, sadly. (laughs) Uh, and I forgot to mention it in Halloween. That's a that's a shame. Um, yeah, so it, I can see that though. That's a that's a little symbolic nod to mm. him, yeah him him being in tune with the patient somehow.
1: God, he's good, yeah. isn't he? He's a good actor.
2: Oh, oh he Williams. is. Yeah, fantastic. And
3: I'm surprised this- I've never heard of this, because I'd seen
1: Dead
3: Society, which maybe shows that side of his, mm. his acting career as well. And obviously I've seen Patch Adams, but I just had no idea that there was a, a prequel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't seen Patch Adams, but I don't think I want <laughs> I to. to.
3: <laughs> you think you want to? No, I
1: don't think I want to.
3: Ah, okay. Um, I actually only saw parts of it. I think it was all right. Kid stuff, I think.
0: Mm. I've got a potential symbol. Ooh.
2: Okay,
0: the little dance that Leonard has with his girlfriend. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a very important moment. I feel like yeah, um, that's that sort of represents the whole the whole life that she could offer him mm. if if she could. If they could just, you're not going to like that, Laura, but if they could just fix them. <laughs> oh yeah. <my> God. <laughs> um, that was the, the promise of the outside world. That's what she did with our weekend. I feel like and that was a very symbolic moment in their relationship.
3: Um, yeah, that parting of the ways was, was a, a sort of closing of, of the door to that that life he could have had, yeah. which again was just heartbreaking. Yeah, that
0: was awful. And uh, that he chose it as well it was just really bad. Yeah.
3: Well, I think he he chose it because he. I thought he chose it because he he realised that it wasn't really an option.
2: Yeah. I think he
3: he real did did he realise by that point that he was getting worse and that he wouldn't be able to leave mm-hmm. the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. He was a great character. I loved Leonard. Yeah, he was. He really captured this this thing of how he was kind of still a bit like an eleven year old. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he this director also directed Big. Really, and I think this <laughs> woman has a bit of a problem.
2: Oh,
3: what was Big?
1: It's the film where Tom <gasps> Hanks is a. A twelve year old boy and he gets transported into the body of an adult. So he's
2: Oh no. Remember like he, that film. Yeah, he,
1: so he's a he's a fully grown adult man with the mind of a child.
4: Okay.
1: Sorry? And,
4: F- and he works for a Play Store?
1: Yes, he works for a toy company. Yes. Yeah. Um and also gets a girlfriend in that who's a fully grown woman. And yeah. I was like, what is it with this director and having these women <laughs> to go out with men who have the minds of children? Huh.
4: <laughs> what it's oh, called, men who have the minds of children. Sorry? Ah, yeah, maybe maybe
3: women can't tell the difference. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not that Leonard had like the mind of a child, but they made it quite clear that he at times was acting like, since he'd been a, you know, asleep for a sleep. don't like that either. Mm. For 30 years, that he was perhaps going through a stage of turmoil. It was quite natural to having yeah. missed thirty years of your life. Just think, it's interesting.
3: Yeah. Okay. But but also interesting that well, I guess I guess she knew something. Yeah. When they were writing it, they, they knew something of the real case. But um, it seemed that he wasn't entirely childlike in his mind. <laughs> no, I there know, were many I know. things that he had just. It it was. But it, at times he was. I uh, thought the you could kind of see it in the way he was talking sometimes and the way he was acting. It it was so childlike, mm. but at other times it was so adult-like. And I don't know if that's because his brain had aged, though he mm. had not had all these experiences that define being an adult, and that, that was just interesting somehow. Um it didn't didn't feel weird that he would then Want to have a girlfriend?
1: No, not at all. I feel um, like that would be perfectly was, normal.
2: Yeah, you, it was really. But good. I
1: would just ask. You know, it's it about women <laughs> exploiting vulnerability? They have the excuse in the film that they don't know.
2: Oh, Also, that was but, a bit
1: of a weird moment when she was like, uh, "Oh, you don't. Uh, you don't look like a patient. Kind of <laughs> a. You're kind of a sexy patient, aren't you? <laughs> Remember.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Oh, it, you think she meant something like she was flirting when she said that? I thought the whole point of her, the, the way she was written, was was very innocent and very...
1: I know, I'm being a bit facetious here, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I had a bit of a laugh at Okay,
3: me. so I, I don't have the, the background of having seen Big, but I... Just... Have you not seen
1: Big? Oh, sorry. No.
4: More spoilers. I've never heard of you it. You've
1: never heard of Big?
4: No. It's a good film. I think you should watch it. Oh, it's a great film. Okay,
3: uh, I've never seen Freaky Friday either. That's, oh my! That's the same God. kind of principle, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, does Robin Williams not have a film like that as well? Yeah, Jack. Where he grows up. Jack, yeah, that's it. Where he grows up. He has an aging Fourth disorder.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, in Jumanji, he's. <laughs> grown up in the jungle right and he he comes back having not been in society since he was 13
1: wow it's all connected
3: (laughs) it's like everything's connected man
0: (laughs) it's like we're always right here
4: (laughs) oh boyhood what a film (laughs) <laughs>
2: uh, so i was
4: thinking that um if the wikipedia article on the doctor um is correct then not everything in the film was as in real life oh, um, no. because um well the wikipedia article says that dr sayers well oliver sacks is a homosexual um and at the end, oh. it seems that he was kind of accepting a relationship with a nurse. Uh, mm. Nurse. Uh, mm. Sorry, did you say Oliver Sacks is homosexual? Yeah, that is the the is, is that the name of the of the. So doctor, he right? wrote
3: up the book. Yes, but was he the doctor in question? Was he not? Oh, he was, he not, oh, he was. Uh-huh, Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so they've actually given him a different name in the film. Mm. Yes. Dr. Sayer. yeah, Different from Dr. Sachs.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, interesting. Did they think that was distract? What are we at? They, 1990. definitely just
1: homophobic, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. If they are going to have a love interest, you can't see. Oh, it would be
0: too distracting if it was a man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've just gone for... Let's... We wouldn't
0: trust his intentions <laughs> with awakening a boy if he was gay oh, because I'm
3: I'm thinking nineteen
0: assume sexual deviance, don't we? Yeah.
3: So nineteen ninety was I think the same year that Philadelphia came out, right? Mm. That was mm. a huge deal and and yeah, ha- having a gay main character w- was this yeah, you know, massively progressive and, and intense thing to do I, I guess they just thought um, yeah. At, at best I guess they thought people won't go for this if he's gay that's a shame isn't it
0: yes. Mm. Yes. I didn't know uh, Oliver Sacks was gay long.
4: well I just found, found out
0: to, mm. I don't really think about his sexual orientation ever that's fair <laughs> it's not something that's come up in Yeah, <laughs> I
3: understand. And that must that must sting, must not it? If you're if you're Oliver Sacks mm. and you see them make a fictionalised version of you, and one of the main changes is they've written away your sexuality. Well, he's dead now, so he probably doesn't care. Oh, <laughs> <I've> but. <been> so- <laughs> <laughs> but he died in 2015, so I guess he saw the film. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that is true. Yeah, how much How much would that suck? You see that and go, oh, yeah, they made me fall in love with the pretty girl, did they?
1: <laughs> Great. I guess I'd be like, well, at least they got Robin Williams to play me. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, he can't. Uh, <laughs> probably uh, Dr. Kaufman will be watching that and probably more pissed off. So, well, I got my sexuality right, but, oh, <laughs> I don't think people, I'm this is going to do a lot alone. for my reputation. Yeah, <laughs> <dad from> <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay.
1: Hmm. Oh. Um, you know one thing that annoyed me? What's mm. one thing that annoyed you? Well, at the end on this note of the love interest when he flings open the window and shouts down to her then runs down to her.
4: Yeah. Mate,
1: you're in a secure ward. You can't believe in windows open. He
4: left the window open. He left the window yeah.
1: open. And I'm gonna guess that he didn't lock his <laughs> office either.
4: Yeah. He's a
0: researcher though, he's <laughs> forgetful.
3: We saw how forgetful he was, didn't we? We saw he left the fridge open. Yes. Yeah. And in the first scene we see him in, I think he leaves the, the key in the door of his car when he goes into the hospital. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Oliver.
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. That was it. I think what annoyed me about that was it was nighttime and he wanted to go for a coffee. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You give me a full <laughs> night, man.
0: <Yeah. laughs> we well, sometimes lunch. drink
4: coffee at night.
0: No wonder you yeah. never bloody Do you sleep? sleep
4: okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I normally have like maybe a latte uh, if I don't feel like having an Americano. Uh, wow.
1: What's the difference so between a latte a... and an Americano? I
4: thought they were the same. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true um, because they were both mixed with something else. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They have the same, uh, uh, the same, I guess, coffee concentration. But the difference is that perhaps it's a little bit easier to drink a soy latte just because. I don't know. I find it easier to drink. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It's like having warm milk before bed. Yeah, it is
4: like having oh, warm are. milk.
0: Nice. Warm caffeinated
4: milk. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. Oh, sorry, Laura. You,
3: so an americano is with uh, hot water instead of milk.
1: Oh, I thought it meant okay, yeah, okay. I had milk. I see.
3: I thought you were asking a deeper question. Of what really is the difference <laughs> between americano and latte? I mean, in the end, are they not just coffee drinks mixed with something? <laughs> no, you, just, you meant literally. What is the difference between a latte and americano? You know that
1: famous proverb: "Latte and americano." <laughs> different as a latte and an americano. I just wonder. You say
3: latte, I say americano. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off.
1: We may have a new idiom on our hands. We got a new idiom. Absolutely.
2: Something.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez!
3: <laughs> <laughs> the gloves are off today. <laughs> to be fair, we attacked Claire pretty hard earlier on. Yeah it's payback time mm, oh, I'd oh, love to regret uh,
1: that I'm sorry, if you were right I'd agree with you <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was really good, back. I liked that I love
1: that <laughs> <laughs> start saying <So> that
3: awesome. <laughs> that was a perfect way of saying that as well I, I really loved that phrase I, I'd say that again because yeah. it's so non-aggressive as well as being a bit of a put down yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't dislike you. I'm not disrespecting you. You're just wrong on this. Yeah. Oh. So what? What? What do we need to say then? Because well, I feel like we've we've picked quite a few holes in this film. What? What was good shame. about it? Why did we like it? Because I'm I'm sitting here thinking this was a superb film. But I am agreeing with with all of – or at least with most of the mm. the holes you're you're picking and the, the flaws you're you're bringing up. What what was good?
0: Well, it's your job. We've done our bit. Yeah.
3: So okay, I, I could start. say what Do was good. Do some fucking work, good. Michael.
0: Yeah. Okay, right. So <laughs> this is my job. I've you this whole time.
3: Okay. Settle in, everyone. <laughs> Shit. Buckle up. <laughs> I'm um, just going to have a nap. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> oh, Claire!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good ribbing. That's what you just got.
3: <laughs> I certainly did, didn't I? It was just
0: banter, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Stop. Stop being such a little bitch. Just banter. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered
3: how the film club was going to end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always knew it would end in bitterness and tears.
3: just have to hope it doesn't take our marriage with it
1: (laughs) a ghost will be there (laughs)
3: okay so why was this a good film this this was a good film uh, because it had a meaningful story that was about something real that was uh, that was worth knowing about and that made even reading like a doctor's report of it, even reading the most dispassionate, you could read the Wikipedia article of this film and you might cry, right? That yeah. They didn't need to jazz this up in order to make this touching. Mm. They, they had the source material. So it had great source material, mm. perfect source material for a film. And then they used that and they didn't fuck it around. Mm. I think they realized that their job as filmmakers was to communicate this, um, and to communicate the, the core of this story. They changed some, some details and we've talked about details that they really shouldn't have changed, but they, they captured the core of, of the truth of this story and they did it in a way such that they didn't need to inject drama. There are so many films where they try to make it exciting or try to Mm. make it moving by making some big thing happen or by doing this sort of ghoulish close-up of someone crying or um, Mm. jazzing it up with over-the-top music or um, unnecessary drama or whatever. And they really didn't do that. Mm. They could have had a minute-long sequence of uh, Leonard's mother breaking down in tears. They could have had a minute-long sequence of um, Robin Williams uh, yelling at somebody because he wanted to save these people, god damn it. Uh, and I think so many directors would have gone in for that that have said, well, w- or uh, writers, I guess is what I'm thinking of, um, that have said, this would make it a more a more engaging film. Mm. Uh we need to turn these taps up a bit. And they realized we don't have to do that. We need to deliver the story straight. And it felt like a straight film. It felt like um they decided the story they were gonna tell and they just told it. And that was good. Um meanwhile, we've got a, a superb cast. Mm. Um mm-hmm the the lead pair are two of the greatest actors of their generation and they were on top form every moment of of Robin Williams and Robert De Niro's performances were believable
2: mm-hmm.
3: um and engaging so Robert De Niro was he played so many different parts in there from yeah. catatonic top. to uh quietly happy to ecstatically happy too angry he led this revolt mm. um and he did that in a an, aga- an engaging and believable way while all the time bringing on um these ticks that appeared uncontrollable but all of that was acting um he, he did that just superbly meanwhile we've got with it yeah a believable uh mother who has her own concerns and you know br- brought to Brought to the film, what is it like to be the mother of someone who's in this situation? Um yeah. Mm. Uh and they, they just nailed all of that. It had enough room to breathe, the two-hour runtime, mm. all of that was filled up plenty, but it was never rushed. Um and the <laughs> the problem with the ending, um, so I, I didn't feel what before Laura knew it was a real a, a real thing that had happened, she thought that this ending, and, and I might have thought that this ending, where it sort of focuses on, it, it focuses in the end on the people who aren't ill, um, ends with the doctor and the nurse mm. he's apparently in love with, um, ends with them putting all of this into the context of their lives and showing us how they've changed, and it shouldn't end up being a film about them it shouldn't end up that the conclusion is all about their point of view because they weren't the most important characters the most important characters were um were Leonard and the other the other people but there was just no, nothing else to be said that <laughs> there was no happy ending in real life mm. where they woke up permanently and got on with their lives and so all we could take from it is what we took from it at the end, which is we should all be happy for what we've got, and we should keep doing what we can to help others. And yeah, and I, yeah, I thought they they nailed every part of that. Um,
1: oh, beautiful! Well said. That was lovely. Thank you. Oh, good summary. Hmm. I I agree. Yes. Yes. There we go.
3: And I think <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> and, and I think the the problems that we've identified it with with it are are genuine ones. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, overall, I was I was just so pleased with the film.
1: Do, do you know what else I liked? I liked that um, it, it kind of did shed a light on the fact that, especially in this time period, that people were over institutionalized and it rendered them completely invisible. Like we had Robert De Niro mm-hmm. say, "Like I'm a person. I'm not a thing. I just want to be able to do all this stuff." Yeah, and and it showed Robin Williams' character, like, even before The, the Cure, how, how much he improved the, their quality of life just by being curious yeah. and being persistent and caring and empathetic and stuff, which, you know, yeah. it was just so heartwarming to see and lovely. And you think, God, that's so applicable to, to real life, actually, to the fact that it's it's not, like they said in the film, it's not disabled people that are the problem. And this is a very rudimentary, like I've just moved on since this, that are the problem. It's very much like the system and the institutions and the world that makes it difficult, makes life much more mm. difficult to be disabled. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw this in Crip Camp, didn't we? Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah.
3: you, you can improve things by designing the world mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. And in the case of the people in this, it wasn't a case of, uh need to let them carry on living with their disability as best they can because they they really you know hardly had a life at all but mm. what they could do was yeah help them um yeah you know, d- help them develop and and try and bring out that that life in them as as best they could and yeah awake them in the way that that Robin Williams managed to do
1: oh well, yeah yeah it's it about listening and communicating and not just assuming
0: you know, it's the I same thing, nothing about us without us, sort of I said. Sorry, go on, Claire. Mm. Um so I just I think it's interesting that the the real breakthrough came from the doctor without clinical experience. I think yeah. that he had, he saw that as a weakness, but I think he had not been hardened and he'd not become cynical yeah. by a lot of clinical experience and learning bad habits.
2: Um, yeah,
0: he went in sort of with a fresh pair of eyes and a, a real fire in his belly to to do a job properly. Mm. Um,
4: That's the problem with the Riemann hypothesis, right? Only mathematicians are trying to solve it.
0: Yeah, you should get exactly. chemists to work on it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Not anthropologists. Stir in it in a flask. <laughs> Have you tried adding acid?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's your solution to
3: everything.
1: Have you tried asking it how it's feeling? (laughs) That's your solution (laughs) to everything. Um, In fact, maybe we don't need to solve them. I don't know what you're talking about, but you know what? Some things you could just let go of and let be, man. (laughs) Why do you need to solve everything? It's cool. (laughs) Let them be unsolvable. Whatever it is, we're
3: all just here right now. You know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Those are all my thoughts on the film Awakenings. I think
3: (laughs) I've I've done all of my thoughts on it as well. I think.
0: Have we explicitly said that? The awakenings may not have just been for the patients. Oh god.
3: I didn't get that. Did you not? No. I
0: thought that was the whole point. Yeah, me too.
1: They were they said that in the film. We've all been asleep.
3: Wow. (laughs) 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 That's awesome.
0: Oh. You've been you've
3: been eating those
0: funny mushrooms, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Can I?
3: Have oh, great film.
1: <laughs> um, what are the games we play? Right, what common with What did we last watch? I can't remember now.
4: My own private animal
1: Oh yeah.
4: Mm. Hmm. Well, they're both they were both living dreams and oh, one of them it. despised the dream and oh wow they both despise the dreams because oh. one of them yeah, yeah. they are both living life that they shouldn't be living
2: oh beautiful. yeah
4: okay i'd have gone for the the more
3: literal it's both about people who fall asleep uncontrollably
4: and yeah. struggle and to have a, a consistent life because of it um what was the name of the other condition? N- n- something Narcolepsy. With the name. Narcolepsy.
2: Yeah. Is yeah,
0: that a result up. of COVID-19? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um,
0: um, Robert De Niro was definitely Jesus. He was very willing to sacrifice himself and be filled to help other people.
4: Oh, yeah. That sort of and they were actually reading Moby dick in the film. Oh,
0: yes. oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even think about that.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, amazing.
3: <laughs> uh, Robin Williams was Captain Ahab and Leonard was the white whale and he actually got him eventually. And so that's where it fell down.
1: Well, I guess the, um, the cure was the white whale.
3: Yeah. Yes, okay yeah that's it yeah you never quite got there
0: one bit i was particularly annoyed about was when dr Sayre just stood up in the middle of a lecture to ask a question (laughs) it's like that's the sort of scene that's been written by someone who's never been to an academic lecture (laughs) and knows there's a section at the end for questions
2: yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. You, you don't just stand up (laughs)
1: oh they made
3: a big point of how how you weren't just supposed to stand up right and he
1: but he knew that as well
3: yeah okay
1: yeah he's an academic come on
0: come on guy
3: were we supposed to think he's he's so hopeless with people
0: Uh, yeah but think of the people we all work with and how hopeless they are with people and they all managed to wait till the end (laughs) I managed I have, to wait till the
3: end. Actually, I have and seen I have no people. I have seen people interrupt lectures at conferences. People who should know better. <sighs> people usually people later in wow. their careers just to interrupt and say. <laughs> there was one time the interrupt to say, "Yeah, but isn't this result just trivial?" Um, <laughs> it was it was terribly embarrassing for everyone. Another one where someone really had a go. It was awful.
0: <sighs> oh, oh my um, god!
3: He said, "So where?" you've made a claim there uh but that's not not back to i don't see the uh the equations for this anywhere where, where are the formulae that prove this <gasps> and the i said well this is supposed to be a, a sort of you know it's it's in the paper that i'll reference at the end on the final slide you, you can have a look and he said but you're you're supposed to be presenting this this is a mathematics lecture you're supposed <laughs> to be presenting us with the mathematics that you've done <gasps>
2: uh,
3: and you haven't done it. savage <laughs> um, uh, and this was like the keynote speaker. So oh, my God. So sort of said, well, I mean, th- th- this is supposed to be uh, for a general audience. And I thought that would be putting too much detail into this. I hope I've given an overview, <laughs> like an outline of of the data oh, that man. I've used. Um, and the guy said, well, I just think that's ridiculous. I think you're, <laughs> you you should be... You shouldn't be so scared of, of putting the the mat in the in the slides. Wow. <laughs> I totally see. Was this Doctor Martin? I totally see him doing this all the time. <laughs> no, it was some random like really old mm. academic at uh, some other uni. Where was it? Bath or something?
0: Bloody um, Bath. <laughs> typical
3: Kent. It was in Kent. Oh, no,
0: never mind. You said that wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man, I live um, for that kind of drama at
0: conferences
3: yeah oh it was awful though what a dickhead um
0: well, sounds so awkward yeah. and I mean, it was
3: fine because I mean, this this guy was like well into his career but it, like it, he probably would have done the same thing to like a phd student yeah. who'd have gone home crying oh just be nice yeah. honestly um so yeah maybe someone who's not very good with people uh might interrupt in the middle of the talk
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Plus, well, again, the Wikipedia article does say that he, uh, Oliver Sacks, also wrote about himself because he considered that he also had some uh, eccentricities. So he, <laughs> okay, uh-huh. so maybe that is something that he actually did in real life.
0: <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I reckon the eccentricities are things like bringing a hammer to work so that you can open the window. <laughs> <And>
4: yes, oh, <just, laughs> so good. Um, wait i don't think that's an eccentricity i mean if it, if it's something that happens regularly uh, at your office and then you try to find a solution and you find the hammer works then you would bring a hammer to your office
3: right I you mean- would you would fernando and i would and i believe claire and laura would uh, but it's i think Just because it's yeah no, that's
0: still
4: eccentric
0: yeah <laughs> I think it says we, a lot about our demographic.
4: Yeah. Wait, <laughs> what is the alternative? Have the window shut all the time?
3: Yeah, struggle with it all the time or have it shut all the time or send all the time. angry emails to people insisting that it be fixed. Um,
0: That's yeah, what I would people,
3: do. People are <laughs> terrible.
0: I don't think they sent angry emails in 1969. No. They're... Well, I'd still do that. <laughs>
3: I think some of the computer scientists maybe would. Was it 1969, 70? They invented email. It was around then.
0: I was about to be like. But then it was
3: like ten people.
0: Do you think the first thing they did was it was, it, was complain about Windows not? Opening? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I I believe this is the main reason that email has ever been used is to send. <laughs> passive-aggressive complaints about things.
0: Wasn't the first webcam watching the coffee machine?
3: Yeah. Yeah, they implemented the the coffee pot protocol. Um, This is yeah, sometime before the web existed. But, yeah, there was a webcam fixed on a coffee pot and you could send a command to boil the pot.
1: Wow. (laughs) No, we haven't moved on much, have we?
0: No No,
3: I mean that's that was useful, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> hey Sarry boil the kettle. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm.
3: I think I'm about done.
0: Yeah. I think I enjoy it more, enjoyed the film more. I have spoken about it. That's nice. Great. Lovely.
3: And I get the impression Laura did as well. Yeah, definitely. That's such a turnaround when you realise it was a true <laughs> oh, yeah, story. <laughs> have we have we had that before? Any true stories that were like, "What was that a true story?"
0: I mean, I've had, had it in my
3: life. <laughs> <laughs> um, Claire,
4: <laughs> Rocky. <laughs>
1: wow, <laughs> the thing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really just piggybacking on your jokes there. Sorry, <laughs> cut this. <laughs> cut. <laughs>
3: I did one too. Water ship down. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, we do one. <laughs> what else
1: have we seen? So <sighs> I'm
2: looking through
3: now. I'm looking for true stories. Hotel Rwanda. Oh yes. One day in September. Mm.
0: Well, that's a documentary, um, I, Michael.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think we knew all of these, didn't we? I
0: think that was based on a true story.
3: <laughs> um,
0: Songcatcher. How true was that?
3: think that was made up.
0: Well, well you don't know that.
3: Uh Whiskey Galore, that was based on a real oh, event. Yeah. Um Song
0: designed.
3: <laughs> Song for all yeah. I the know. Thing. <laughs> 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 <Crit> Camp.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh,
1: uh, Mutiny
4: <laughs> on the Bounty. Rami <laughs> Linden. The 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 game about well the film about the Rubik's Cube. Oh yeah
0: yeah, yeah which yeah, I'm really not sure anything. we should be questioning
3: did we say Imperium was that based on a true story mm, I
1: don't think it was oh maybe it was I don't know why did I say it I don't oh, know no,
3: Black Klansman was
0: oh, yeah, oh yes, was. Yes, yes yeah yeah <laughs> I just I, just, I like the film but the whole premise falls down when they could have had anyone else speaking on the phone
2: yeah.
3: Yeah, so. okay. <laughs> oh, let's <laughs> oh, not go there.
0: No, I'd forgotten about that, though. It's not something that's <laughs> going to annoy me for days. Oh.
3: <laughs> I can I can finish there unless anyone has any other
4: thoughts. Well, my only other note would be um, is that in when they were talking about um, – what was his name again? Well, Dr. Sayer was – arguing that the patients were still aware, some, I mean, well, at least they were still somehow alive. And the other yeah. doctor was like, no, that's not possible. And then yeah. Dr. Sayers was like, do we know that for a fact? And he said, yes. And then Dr. Sayers was like, because. And then there goes the proof by absurdity, because the alternative is unthinkable. Mm. um maybe that we should was have, a bit chilling wasn't mm. it mm, yes but i was also thinking that maybe we can also implement that kind mm. of proof in mathematics <laughs> it's like oh look at this uh, look at this argument <laughs> think about the alternative oh it's unthinkable <laughs> it must be true yeah
3: i like it I oh, don't want so like, to live in a world where P-Dundee people NP. Oh, that's
0: the joke I was going to
1: make.
3: Ah, oh, sorry I gazumped you.
1: <laughs> We're all just cracking jokes today. Left, right and yeah. centre. Can't think of any <laughs> no, now. No, never mind. That's a weird... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
4: It was a good film.
1: It was a good film. Yes, had some problems, film. but good film. Nailed it. Wonderful. Well, I'm ready to play the music.
3: I'm, I'm ready. ready. I'm also ready.
1: Oh. <laughs>
2: Lord. <That's>, Fine. <laughs>
1: that didn't, it's just, nothing happened. It just stopped playing.
2: I think we're all back in the hat Ooh. now. That
3: would be, this would be the seventy. 70- second meeting. That divides by four, seconds. doesn't it? 72nd. Wow. wow. We should be proud of ourselves. We should be. Yeah. Um, I have a suggestion, uh-huh. um, which we can only pass with uh, with everybody agreeing, of course. Um, after, after meeting number 75, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I thought we might have another special, because huh? uh-huh. 75 is quite an important number somehow. Oh, yeah. Is it? Um, and I... I yeah, it's got to be. It's not prime. Three quarters of a hundred. Oh, that is true. I guess that is. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so my suggestion, which I think I mentioned to somebody else, uh, would be a little short film festival. Ah. Um, I, My suggestion was going to be that we each pick one short film, meaning basically any film Less than half an hour, say, mm-hmm. and we watch all four of them and discuss all four of them in the meeting. Would you guys like to do that? I that
2: love would that. Would be
3: amazing. Yeah, we, we don't have to think about it for say another six weeks. Um, but a- any kind of short film, whether it's like an art- artistic short film or a you know a DVD extra or a, pic- a cartoon or a, even a music video, whatever you like. Um, I thought that would. Yeah, that would be good. Right, so we'll talk about that in a few weeks. Oh, excellent.
1: Do you really just want to watch It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown?
3: (laughs) For example. (laughs) Now, I think that's an hour or more.
4: That would be...
1: I think it's only 25 minutes.
4: Oh, well, we'll talk about that (laughs) then.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Fernando, what were you going to say?
4: After this event, can we... In the similar event where we all pick films that last at least three hours, we watch them all, <laughs> and then we discuss them. Oh my god! <laughs>
1: if we get to two hundred episodes, can we have an epic marathon?
3: An epic <laughs> marathon, yes. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, after a hundred, we should have the second Oscars yeah. as well. <laughs> uh, shall we? Shall we play some rock paper scissors then? Yeah. Great. Uh, should we have uh, me and Laura?
1: Let's do it. Do you yeah. want
3: to count us in, someone? Three.
4: One. Nope. Zero. <laughs> what? Two. Stop,
0: what's happening? <laughs> I don't like starting Start again. Jeez, I'm not ready.
4: <laughs> it should be clear. Okay.
0: Three. Two. One. Scissors. Scissors. Interesting. Do both ways.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Try man. Try <it> again.
0: <laughs> <gasps> Three, two, one. Scissors, paper.
3: Well done. Uh, uh, now, Fernando and Claire. Three, two, one.
0: Paper,
3: scissors.
0: Oh,
3: as <laughs> Claire or Laura, can Claire have another two in a row?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Let's try it. Okay. Three, two, one.
0: Paper. Shit. Oh yes. Damn it.
3: That's Claire. Well,
0: I've got a film.
3: Yeah. Oh. Ah, you decided? Yeah. Okay.
0: The film is called Prick Up Your Ears.
3: Nice. Okie dokie. It
0: was released in 1987. I don't know how easy it's going to be to get a hold of.
3: Sure, we'll make do.
0: Mm. Prick up your
3: ears. 1987. Cool. Oh, it's an 18.
0: 18.
3: An 18.
0: Ooh.